Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. I am Tim Wildman. And Ed Vitagliano is with me. Good morning, Brother Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Yes, How back in the Fred? saddle. You know what Fred and I just learned? <laughs> we, we, t- neither one of us knew we, where we were at, that we were uh, on vacation. Uh-huh. You didn't know that? Get away. I knew I was on vacation. <laughs> Fred knew he was on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But we didn't know we would both be in Destin, Florida, five yeah. minutes from each other. Yeah. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. Huh? And it's strange because I was one of three people who were brave enough to win the water and nobody else was. <laughs> the Canadian went in. The polar bear. What's wrong with that? I went in ankle deep. Yeah, I don't go in the ocean uh, because this is what I hear in the back of my head. Until you get into the summertime, the ocean temperatures, even on the Gulf of Mexico, are, are not these. They're not compatible with my body. <laughs> uh, I have a, a reaction. Uh, anyway, so you we were five, ten minutes from each other, and yeah. I didn't know he was going down. He didn't know I was going down on, on a little trip. But you each knew you were on vacation, right? I just want to make sure that you guys. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, we okay. did. We weren't that drunk. And we felt sorry for those. Who stayed behind? Right. Yes. Who were left well, behind. Some yeah, of us that. were left behind. That'll preach, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> left behind. Let's oh. call Jan Markell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we hope you had a, a nice weekend, everybody, and we got a lot to talk about on the program. We, again, thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Uh, Ed, tell folks how they can join us on what you call that their internet. Well, if you'd like to watch us do radio, you can simply go to uh, YouTube or Facebook and search for today's issues and click through and you can watch us on this program. You can also, by the way, if you would like to listen to the program um, and you don't have a car, you're not in your car, for example, you can listen at AFR.net. We live stream the audio, or you can simply download the app for your uh, phone or portable device, and you can listen to American Family Radio and this uh, program. Who did the show while Fred and I were away last week? Who were it, was a, it was a potpourri of, uh, of folks. I don't think that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh-huh. Not in this state. I hope state. y'all weren't it's doing not. potpourri. I, I was, uh, I, I was uh, on the show with yeah. uh, Walker, Walker, and uh, because I was getting over a cold, I asked Walker to take the lead so I could talk less. He did a great job. So you had Walker and Steve? I was on with uh, Steve and Chris Woodward. Mm-hmm. Chris okay. Woodward was replacing the guy who was five minutes away down in <laughs> Florida. Me? Yeah, Fred. All right. All right, Fred, what's leading the news this morning? You know, every time we do this particular subject, I think of back just a few years ago, and they would be shaking their heads, wondering what is becoming of the world that we even have a story of this nature. So if that's not a tease, I don't know what is. But a federal judge has dismissed a lawsuit 
that sought to prevent transgender athletes from competing in girls' high school sports in Connecticut. Now, we may have talked about this particular case before. Three girls, high school girls, in Connecticut. They brought a case uh, to court because the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference had it in their minds that boys who simply declare themselves to be girls should be allowed to compete in girls' sports. In, in high school? High school. Or junior high in the state of Connecticut? In the state of Connecticut. Gotcha. All right? So these girls noticed that, gee whiz, the boys were starting to win. The boys who pretended to be girls were starting to win some of the competitions. We talked about right. you know the impact of all of this. Well, a federal judge has now ruled in favor of the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference and saying that these boys who declare themselves girls should be allowed to compete. Now, it is going to be challenged, uh, this, this decision that Appealed? It's going to be appealed? Appealed, yes. Uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, uh, are representing these three girls, and uh, it will be appealed. I did a little research on the federal judge that made this decision yesterday. His name is Robert Neal Shatigny. He is a Bill Clinton appointee to the federal court. During the Judiciary uh, Committee hearing for his nomination, these were some of the concerns that were raised about this particular judge. Listen to this. The sentences that he imposed as his time on a, a lower court, Judge Shatigny, in a 12 child pornography cases, 12 child pornography cases, were either at or more lenient than the recommended minimum, with most downward departures involving sentences less than half as long. These are child porn cases, and he lowered the sentences way below the minimums. In another case, he threatened to take away, the, the judge, Shatigny, threatened to take away an attorney's law license if the lawyer failed to appeal the death sentence of an eight-time murderer of girls and young women. Here's a guy committed eight murders against uh, girls and women. The judge says to the lawyer, you've got to appeal the death sentence. The judge claimed the killer's sexual sadism was a mental disorder that made the murderer himself a victim. And he, and he had murdered how many? Eight, eight girls and women. And this judge, who made this decision with regards to the three girls who were saying, hey, we shouldn't have to compete against boys. Yeah. That's uh, his history. By the way, other states that have... Uh, so that that case will be appealed uh, maybe even all the way to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. But now uh, the move to, uh, to uh, protect uh, girls' athletics in various states, uh, that is laws, state laws that say... If a, a, a males cannot compete against females, and vice versa for that matter, but that rarely happens, can, can, uh, cannot happen in this particular state. States that have passed laws in this regard so that girls' sports are protected mm -hmm. and you don't have men, males playing girls' sports and dominating because they're physically superior in an unfair way. Uh, Mississippi, mm -hmm. Idaho, mm -hmm. Tennessee. Arkansas. And Tennessee. Tennessee. But now Alabama 
Did, didn't they? I think I think it's Alabama and Kansas also passed the law, uh, passed the bill, but the governor vetoed it in Kansas. In Kansas, but yep. not in Alabama. She signed it. Am I right? I think that's I think that's right because I think there's five states right now. Okay, five states and pending in some others. Uh, the the Kansas governor is a Democrat. She vetoed it. I don't know if it'll be overridden or not. I have to find out there. Uh, what about South- she, the Kansas governor just said it out loud. She says, I'm afraid this will hurt our bi- business opportunities here. So we want to make sure that she, I'm paraphrasing now, but what she was saying was, I'm not willing to protect girls sports in Kansas because it might cost us money here. Right. <laughs> That's what she said. Which huh? it, which is least, it at least is a refreshing openness on the part of a politician. Yeah. Rather now, than now pretending. She, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss represent she didn't say it she didn't say it verbatim like i just right. said it but that's what she said right in essence that's so the practical effect of, of what she of what she said but it'll be interesting to see how many states pass laws like this uh or how many states will like in the case of connecticut let males begin to play more and more girl sports like, uh, like uh, it's amazing that we're even having this discussion. i know can you imagine our our grandparents, yeah, coming back today and hearing what was going on in this. I know what my grandparents. Would I know, say. but but they wouldn't even. No, if you if you were to tell somebody, you know, from the grew up in the middle of the twentieth century, uh, that we're talking about boys being able to play girls' sports, and if you don't allow them, that's discrimination. Yes. Huh? <laughs> they would look at you like you had three heads. Yeah. Well, my my my. Uh, uh, ninety-one-year-old father looks is at you like still you're, alive, and he and and he can't believe this? he can't believe it either. Right, yeah. right, right. It's uh, crazy. It came up. Uh, this whole issue came up at a hearing last week in Texas. Texas Democrat James Talargo uh, declared that there are six genders. I don't know when that happened. Steve's going to have that audio to bless us with. Now. We got it. We got it right now. Oh, we got it right now? Yes. We're going to scoop Steve? Yes. Witness Beth Steltzer of Save Women's Sports. She she said, gee, there are only two, and anything right. else are disorders. Okay. We're going to hear this? Okay. Let, yes. Let's Just to be clear, what you're about to hear is a hearing in Austin yes. at the state legislature. Yes. And the, you're about to hear a Democrat... Uh, what's his name? James Telargo. Tel- 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 okay, he's a Democrat, and he's commenting on the number of genders. That and then and then there's a rebuttal. Okay, is that what we're going to hear? You're Who's going- the rebuttal from? Uh, Beth Stelzer, who is with Save Women's Sports. Gotcha. That's what. That's the exchange we're about to hear. Yes. Okay, play it. Cut ten. I think I want us all to be aware of is that that modern science obviously recognizes that there are many more than two biological sexes. In fact, there are six, which honestly, Representative Hefner, surprised I'm, I'm me too. With you now. <laughs> surprised me too, because I, I you know, am not well-versed in this, this issue area. I'm not a scientist. I'm a politician, a lot worse than a scientist. Um, who cannot be here today, and several scientific studies proving that the male advantage is immutable and that there, in fact, are two sexes. They are dimorphic, XXXY. The other, quote, sexes mentioned are disorders of sexual development that are variants of XX or XY chromosome. They are still disorders of male or female. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. 
Yeah, she, what she's talking about with uh, this is Beth. She Stelzer. just dunked on him. Yes, she did. Huh? Which is the, which can only happen verbally. Right. It's not going <laughs> right, to happen right, on true. the court. That is my point. <laughs> I go play on words there about him. Yeah. What Beth Stelzer is saying is that the the claim that there are six genders is discussing things like intersex people. Okay. Right. Uh, and we won't get into all the details. Uh, and uh, p- people who have disorders of development, which can give them, uh, you know, both sets of reproductive organs, so on and so forth. But now this this Texas Democrat, what he was saying is that's a, actually a gender. And because that's a gender, then you can have many more than six. Even you can you can have whatever a person says they are. But she refutes him. She Fact does. With science. With a, like you said, with a tomahawk. Dunk. Dunk over his head. Yeah. Uh, you know what? As we've mentioned before, these people who say that we Christians are science deniers. Right. When it comes to such things as global warming or or, or the spread of COVID. Yes. You know, they're they're going to say we're science deniers. These are the same people who say that there's six genders. Or or more. Or more. Yeah. Or more. So well, it's easy to prove that males have a biological advantage. So I'm just going to prove it, okay? I'm just going to prove it logically, all right? The proof is that it's always the males who pretend and claim to be women so that they can play women's sports and then dunk over the women, so to speak. You never hear about women claiming to be men and playing in wanting to play in the NBA. Okay. Because why? Because they can't. This is a male biological advantage, no matter. It's self-evident. It's self-evident. Huh? It's self-evident. And you have to, you have to completely turn your brain off to say it's anything but what I've just described. So that's why we all, but, but no, these people who uh, want to uh, push transgenderism, on America want to make us believe that there's no difference between a male and a female when it comes to sports. Well, now the NCAA, I want to move on from this topic in just a minute, but, but the NCAA, they're trying to push this now. They're a bunch of uh, whacked out liberal. Uh, whacked out woke people. Whacked out woke people. Most of them school presidents, university, <laughs> college and university presidents who are, yes, whacked out on this. They're intelligent people. They're going to score well on on right. on, te- on test okay right and uh they may be good administrators i don't know but uh when it comes to this they have to pretend to each other that that males and females are the same okay yes interchangeable and we're not so they're because they don't want to be criticized as being anti-trans mm. right you know so we got to pretend like something is that isn't in that's reality. that's a one way if you're a college president and you deny the trans ideology, that is a You're one, banished. That is a one way ticket to uh, do you want fries with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But exactly but here's the thing is that uh for these for the, the the NCA last week issued a statement and they said, Okay, we're we're uh trans Gendered athletes should be able to participate fully in in our sports, but what they said was, 
However, for the dudes, this is Tim's uh, reading of it, <laughs> the dudes have to take testosterone repressing drugs. If I got that right? Yes. Suppressing? Yes. In other words, in order to compete the NCAA, we're going to make men take drugs that makes them more feminine. Yep. Okay. And they have to do this for a year in order, in order before they can compete in women's sports. By doing that, in and of itself tells you that even these people that know that what you just said and what I said, that males are physically superior to females, and that's self-evident. Yes. Huh? Otherwise, why would you make them have to take drugs? So yeah. they're going to do they're going to do drug testing in the NCAA. Only yes. only it's not going to stop people. It's going to it's going to make sure they can compete. Right. We need you to do drugs. They're they're telling men we need you to do drugs so that you lose your muscle mass so that you can compete with the girls on the tennis court. Yes. Huh? And and what's and what's what's tricky about the activists who are promoting this is they'll say if you if you force male athletes to take these testosterone suppressants, then when they start to compete, their testosterone levels are the same as their female competitors. To make it equal. To make it equal. But you are ignoring the fact that a young lifetime spent growing into the male body goes away. It does not go away. Right. The muscle mass, right. the heart size, the right. bone density, the, uh, the, the strength of the... You that, can't change that. You can't change that. Right, you can only test, yeah. So, let me ask you this, Ed. I know this is so ridiculous and bizarre that we're even living in this kind of a world where where presidents and, uh, of, of universities and colleges who make up the NCAA issue this kind of ridiculous ruling that, that, that in their sports, males must be allowed to play right. girls' athletics if they say they're a woman. Let me ask you this, that... So much mockery to be had there. Yes. And we've issued a great deal of it in the yes. last uh, two or three minutes. And they deserve mockery and scorn. They do. However, on a more serious, somber note, this is a continuation on the attack on God and the Bible. Am I right? A absolutely. Because people will sit there. It does have a very Alice in Wonderland quality to it because you're going, how? How is this happening? How can sane college and university right. presidents say these kind of things? Well, here's, here's the main argument driving the transgender movement. It is that I am an autonomous individual. I can live my life any way I want. And if I choose to live it as the opposite gender, nobody, even society, can tell me otherwise. But neither can God. Mm. That's, that's where this is coming from. We do, not, we do not accept the natural order that God created. We refuse to submit to it. We started off in the 60s by refusing to submit to his moral laws. Now we are refusing to submit to his natural laws, and this party is going to come crashing down on the heads of all those who deny reality because, re as we've said on this show, reality is a brutal teacher, and that's, that, that is... That's the ideology behind the transgender movement. Transgendered people uh, uh, are, 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 would you say, conf uh, confused, 
something has happened along the way in their life that's made them behave in this way or act in this way. Uh, it's not normal. It's not natural. It's not God's design. Uh, nobody, obviously, is in favor of harassing or physically right. threatening or abusing or bullying people uh, for any reason. But uh, we, but we can't pretend like this is normal. Right. And, or this is healthy. Well, the first thing the Christian should remember is that these are people who are created in the image of God. God loves them. We need to love them. I, lo- I love what you're saying. We are not in favor of persecuting or beating these people or up bullying, in an alley or bullying or calling them. Calling them names in public or anything like but that. But just yeah. like we would not accept when someone is uh, has an eating disorder, okay, and they see themselves as fat, and that's why they starve themselves. You don't applaud that. You don't. You don't encourage them in that. You you tell them you need help because your mind is not seeing reality correctly. Okay, you're anorexic. You have a condition, and to me, that is the way this needs to be treated. I don't doubt that they see themselves as the opposite gender of what their body is, but you don't accept that and you don't encourage them in it because in the end, it is self-destructive. Yeah, exactly. That's a good analogy uh, to use. You're listening to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Tim, Ed, and Fred. Fred, go ahead. Yes, uh, just before the break, uh, there is a new Fox uh, News poll out uh, giving the assessment of President Joe Biden after his first hundred days in office. Uh, it, this shocked me, actually, uh, because Biden, despite what we have seen on the border, despite what's going on economically in this country, despite what he says about masks and COVID, gets higher marks than Donald Trump. So I thought, okay. What poll is that? This is a Fox News poll. Okay. So it surprises me because I believe President Trump is still very popular, former President Trump is still very popular. Given what we have seen about Biden, what does it say when they're saying Biden is doing a better job than Donald Trump did in his first 100 days? And my, I guess, immediate reaction is these are people who are not up with what's going on. I'm not, I'm actually, Fred, I'm not surprised at all when you, accounting for the media. Media, yes. Yes, when you look at the beating that candidate Donald Trump took. Yes. And then when he became president, you know, the outcry, you know, the resistance, all that. You look at that beating that he took, and then you look at the love fest that Joe Biden has enjoyed. Right, right. I'm, I'm not surprised. In fact, he's down lower than both Obama, President Obama and President Bush. Yeah, Bush had a 63% approval rating, Obama 62, Biden 54, and Trump 45. So what you're saying, Ed, is that where people aren't dealing with reality anymore, they're dealing with their opinions based on a very biased media. Right. They're being told what to think. Yeah, any conservative or Republican... Uh, as far as a, a, a national figure, Congress or president, is going to be fighting. It's going to have to. It's it's an uphill battle to say the least uh, for any kind of popular numbers being over fifty percent because the 
mainstream slash lamestream media is gonna is gonna be against them almost universally. Right. And we saw that with President Trump. Now you could argue well President Trump didn't help himself sometimes with his tweets and the things that he said and the way that he said them. I would grant you that. He hurt himself. Yes. Uh, some. Uh, but it, the the mainstream media was against him, and they lied. Yes. A lot of times they just flat out made stories up right. to try to damage President Trump and to a large extent at work. We'll be back momentarily with more. Next time on Today's Issues, our guest will be Sandy Rios. You can still visit China. The originators of the COVID pandemic, you can still go there, but you can't go, you know, to any place in Europe and all the other places that you might fancy you'd like to go. Forget it, because the State Department's not going to let you travel. We'll also have news headlines and analysis from American Family News. Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God. After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Virginia teachers, take the lead in education with up to 64% off your graduate degree at Liberty University. This year has forced you to innovate, adapt, overcome, and you've not only risen to the challenge, you've crushed it. Now help education emerge from this crisis stronger than ever with your MAT or MED degree. Our transfer-friendly degree programs are 100% online and start as low as $282 per credit hour. It's our thanks for all you do for our future. To learn more, text TEACHER to 49595. That's TEACHER to 49595. Vice President Kamala Harris still has not been to the border. She has yet to console a single illegal alien child being held in a cage. Instead of sending the vice president, the White House is sending copies of her children's book. Children housed in at least one massive detainment center will get a copy of Superheroes Are Everywhere, the book currently selling for $12 on Amazon.com. The question is whether tax dollars were used to buy the books. So far, the White House has not provided an answer to that question. The children would have been much better off if they had received a copy of The Art of the Deal. They could have learned practical lessons about how to claim the American dream and how to be a success in business and life. And as a bonus, the drive-by media would have suffered a raging microaggression once they discovered tax dollars had been used to purchase President Trump's book. Be sure to subscribe to my daily newsletter and my all-new podcast right now at ToddSterns.com. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR. Should you want to send us an email, go to uh, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. That's our email address. I'm Tim Wildman with David Tagliano and Fred Jackson. We thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Where were we? Talking about the Fox News poll. Oh, yeah. Back to the Fox News poll that showed uh, President Biden with a, what's his overall approval 54%. rating? 54%. 54% approval rating. Which uh, is higher than former President Trump. In his first 100 days, right? Yeah. Okay, the fir- yeah. it's a first 100 days survey. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're, you know, quite amazed that he's even that high. Here's what's really interesting that I find. AOC, uh, one of the squad members that we're all familiar with, saying Joe Biden has exceeded expectations in his first 100 days. Oh, has he ever? (laughs) And not in a good way. And she's praising him. So she's from the far, far, far left of the Democratic Party, and they are pleased. Remember, during the election campaign, they tried to portray Joe Biden as a moderate. Right. That he's going to kind of suppress that far left. He's going to unify the country, Fred. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So me spit out my <laughs> popcorn. He's going to unify the country. That's right, yet. Mr. Unity. Ben Dominich of the Federalist <laughs> saying, uh-uh, AOC's assessment, uh, he's not along with that at all. Cut to. President Biden has definitely exceeded expectations that progressives had. The active invitation and willingness and collaboration uh, with progressives in his first 100 days has been very impressive. It means that everybody who said that Joe Biden was going to be a Trojan horse for a leftist radical agenda has been vindicated by these first 100 days. When you look at Joe Biden, the impression you get from the media is that he's this unifier, this respected individual, this moral force and the like. But when you actually look at his policies, he's been so much more divisive than I think anyone really could have expected. And AOC's right, he's really embraced a lot of this radical progressive agenda particularly on culture war issues and the like who is that that second voice uh, ben dominic okay a dominant part of me of the federalist all right I, I recognize the uh the mini mouse voice of aoc the grade five yes <laughs> that's, i think there's some helium around <laughs> yeah, that's right I, said she that, talks. I said that last week yeah. she talks like she's taking yeah. a a whiff of helium, okay. and I. You know I, what? We should not be making. I apologized yeah, last week, should. and here I am, right you back should. doing it again. Making this fun week. of how she talks. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. Yeah. Nobody, hello. Ever, no, no, nobody ever makes fun of how Southerners talk. <laughs> huh? Or or our Bostonians or, or dumb Italians or, or wicked, or, right? The, <laughs> wicked awesome. Uh, all right, so uh, now the one area where uh, Biden uh, is polling well under 50 percent is having to do with uh the crisis on the border yeah uh, a challenge apparently um the vast majority of americans understand we got a problem down there uh in that case uh he gets about a 33 percent rating 
uh, Joe Biden does uh, compared to just a few years ago. Apparently, uh, the majority of Americans still understand that what former President Trump was doing on the border was a good thing. It was working. It was working. They have seen enough pictures now, thankfully, of delegations from Republicans going down to the border, the pictures that have escaped. Because remember, the Biden administration does not want reporters down the border showing people what's going on. That's why they banned them from going into facilities. Exactly. That is why Vice President Kamala Harris, even though she's put put a charge to the border, has not been down to the border. What is it, 33 days after she was... 33 days. You know what someone was telling me on the weekend? She said, well, the reason I haven't gone down is because of COVID restrictions. Oh, my God. Are you a liar? Yeah, that's just, that is, come on. Give me something else. Don't say that. Oh, that's not true. She knows that's not true. She knows we know she knows that's not true. Right. Here's the thing about it is, uh, you know, elections have consequences. And when the American people, now I don't want to relive the whole voter fraud debate, okay? Right. My, my, what I'm about to say is on the presumption that Biden won the election. Although, I don't necessarily believe that. Right. But, but we would have to pick apart state by state. And, I don't think and we do want that to, all over. I don't think we want to do that all over again. So I'm just going to say that Biden won the election. Elections have consequences. And I know it was a binary choice. I understand that. But uh, Biden and the Democrats made it clear to the American voter that they were for letting people in here by the millions. Remember what Biden said in 2019 during the Democratic yeah. debate among the candidates? Candidates, He said, when I become president, I will invite a surge. A surge? Yes. And and, and Biden, when, when said, are you for paying for people who come here illegally? Are you paying for their health care? Biden said, you bet I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for that. Mm-hmm. So... They, they did that in the name of being more humane than the cruel Trump who who made people stay in Mexico instead of uh, letting them come here illegally. So that's the way it was framed was we Democrats, we have a heart. So we want to let people come to America because they want to come for whatever reason they want to come. The cruel, mean Republicans want to have border people stopping the uh, brown people at the border, so that's xenophobic and racist. That was basically the choice that the American people had. Now, I know there are multiple issues why people vote for a president, but what I'm saying is when I say elections have consequences, that a lot of our fellow Americans don't care Mm. that our country is allowing millions of people to come here illegally. They just don't. And I don't know why that is, but that's because just orange man bad. Well, you hear that for four years. Yeah, you're, that's true. You're, you're, that's going to cloud all the other issues. And yeah. besides that, Tim, there are no such thing. There is no such thing as illegal people. Well, they have changed the language. President uh, President uh, Biden's administration now. You can only call them migrants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't call them aliens. Uh, the <laughs> people who are coming here illegally. They used to be called illegal aliens. Right. Now they can only be called migrants. I tell you what, that could that could potentially blow up in his face. And Harris, Vice President Harris, is this: 
you've got like 25,000 now uh, miners who are being encamped by uh, the American government in facilities, Texas, Arizona, California, I don't know where all, where all they are. Uh, you have you have things start happening in those places, like diseases start spreading or stabbings or sexual... Uh, We've already had reports of sexual assaults. Sexual assaults go on. Uh, furthermore, are, are you going to just keep these uh, minors, these children, indefinitely? Are they going to be, five years from now, are we going to be going, well, they're still there. No, and, and, no. We're build, and we're building more camps because yeah. now they see in Central America, well, now they're seeing in South America. The Colombians are now sending theirs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This thing could really, uh, that could, bad publicity from things that would come out uh, as a result of housing these what may soon be hundreds of thousands of, of miners in camps all over the yeah because you can't stick a you can't stick a 12 year old on a bus and and ship them to New York City or Atlanta they gotta no, have well, places to yes, go well they are doing that in some respects if they can find the family members that's why they put the phone numbers on these children right because what they do is if the uh, immigration services or border control can can call a number, in New York or Chicago or LA, and they and the person on the other end of the phone says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm that child's parent or uncle or, or whatever." They vet them a little bit, then they sh- then they do ship them, as mm-hmm. I understand it. Mm-hmm. They put them on an yeah, air. But what I'm saying is, if you can't find that contact person, yeah. you have to keep them indefinitely. Oh yeah, because you, do. you can't just you right. can't just blindly send them to San Francisco. No, right. They right. got to stay in the encampment. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, that's kids in cages. Yes. Yes. Huh? Where's that, the outrage? Remember the Democrats? Drinking so out outraged? of toilets. Yeah, they were so outraged at President Trump when he yelled, quote, kids in cages. And now they got their kids in cages ten times what uh, right. what uh, President Trump had. So, But we do have a real problem, in my opinion, in our own country among our own citizens who don't seem to care that we're being invaded mm-hmm. by um, – by, uh, what some say at the end of the year, a million, a million people. And I feel sorry for these people uh, who are coming here. I mean, they're, they're poor. They're uneducated. They don't speak English. It's a very tragic, sad situation. But it's not the responsibility of the United States government to take the world's poor uh, who have hard times in their own countries. We, otherwise, let's just, take it, let's just start sending planes and ships around the world and gathering the gathering everybody up who wants to come here, right? Because why? That's our moral obligation, isn't it? That's what if you believe the argument on the left, right? That it's our moral obligation to take on the poor and needy from around the world, mm. and if we don't, we're xenophobic, right? You know. So we will see if there's any price to pay politically for the Democrats for having an open borders uh, policy, but. It, Harris is not going to do anything about it. Nope. Vice President Harris is not going to do anything about this because she's not going to go down there because she doesn't want it to make make her look bad. And so the less attention brought to her role here, she probably would like to kick Biden in the shin (laughs) forever assigning her this job anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
she had a much uh, she liked it much better when she can fly around the country telling Americans we're sending you money. Yeah, that's a much easier sale, much easier job than trying to do something about massive illegal immigration into uh, our country. So anyway, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a more, a more sinister view is that the Democrats want millions of people to come here illegally because they know they're going to vote Democrat. Yep. And it'll, it'll, it'll give them a permanent lock on power. That's mm-hmm. uh, I do believe that. I can't prove that. I do believe that is their ultimate motivation. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Next story, Fred. I had a colleague that spent the last several days in California. He was telling me, he talked to me about the Gas prices out there. Regular gas, four eighty nine a gallon. That's the average in California. That's regular gas right now. Yeah, he was in California. Four eighty nine a gallon. That's regular. I hadn't, heard, I hadn't heard that. Are you sure about that? Oh yeah, California prices. I was out there a couple of years ago, and it was close to four dollars. So that price didn't surprise me at all. Now, why do I mention that? Because if Joe Biden gets his way, he announced his new carbon emission reduction figures on Friday. Biden wants to reduce carbon emissions to 50% of 2005 levels by 2030. All right. Part of the Green New Deal. It's why AOC thinks he's doing a great job. Okay. Now, so he, he, he want, repeat what you just said now. Biden wants to reduce carbon emissions yeah. to... Because we're all going to burn up if yes. he doesn't. It, yes. Right. Yes. By right. 2030. Now, we're getting... 2030 used to seem a long piece right. away. It's only nine years. Nine years from now. we got nine years left. Yeah. To save eight, the planet. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> and then when we get to 2030, Democrats be saying, we got 10 years left. Yeah. And in 10 years, if we don't do something... Right. And then, so it's uh, they always push it back to the next election to say, we've still got time to save the planet. Yeah. But you got to elect us now. Right. Very interesting. Joe Manchin responding to this. He's the Democrat senator from West Virginia. He noted there's 667 coal-fired plants being constructed as we speak today around the world. Zero in the U.S. China is mining coal like well, crazy. Fred, as, listen, carbon emissions only affect the ozone layer if they come from the United States. Ah. Everybody knows this. Ed, why didn't Fred get it? Maybe Canada. <laughs> maybe your home, maybe well, your, uh, if they if the carbon emissions come from you know, the Canada and the US, then the planet dies. Ah. Well, what what why would you build a carbon a uh, a coal-fired uh, energy plant in the United States when the Democratic Party, now in power, has declared war on coal? That's right. Yeah, well, you're not going to do it. Well, have a listen. Uh, you, folks, you got to listen to this. GM's General Motors, Kristen Zimmerman, in the last several days, they're so excited about their She's elect- CEO? Uh, no, I don't think she's CEO. She What's may be. What's her name? Uh, Kristen Zimmerman. I'm going to look her up. So excited I'm the other her. day. <laughs> wanted, wanted to introduce reporters to the new Chevy Volt. Man, she's proud of that. Electric thing. car. Electric car. Yeah. So proud of that. 
And, and so she's talking about this car and the battery is in T shape. You know, you can't really see it in the trunk. It's a T shape the way the, the car is built, etc. She's so excited about that. And then the reporter starts asking her, where did the electricity come from? And you, you plug the car in, get, get the battery charged up. Where did that electricity come from? You have a listen to the rest of this. Cut number four. The Chevy Volt is upstairs. We'll be able to take a look at it. The batteries are in the trunk? No, the battery in this particular design is a T-shape right down the center and across the back seat area. So what's charging the, the batteries right now? What, where, where, what's the source of a... Well, electricity? here. It's coming from the building. I mean, are, is it... Um, what's our mix of power? Oh, actually, Lansing feeds the building. What's that? Lansing feeds power to the building. So I don't, I don't know. They're. Uh... I bet they're a bit of coal. Oh, they're heavy on natural gas, aren't they? Uh, right now, the car is charging off of your grid. Right. It would be charging off uh, our grid, which is nine, about ninety-five percent coal. <laughs> I hope you folks get this. So, so tell us, Brad. Why did she? Why did she realize about halfway through her answer? Oh, I know where this is gonna. <laughs> yeah. I know where this is gonna end. I'm fixing to sound like a fool. Yeah. yeah. She, why, was, why? she was. She was hoping the reporter would stop asking the question. Stop probing, reporter. Doing your job. So the whole point in promoting the electric car is to get away from coal, uh-huh. which is causing the planet to burn up. Yes, right. That's. And then she has to come back, and he said, "I got my electric car over here." Where are you getting the power? It's coming out of the building. Charger, <laughs> she charge your electric coming car. out of the building. All right, it's a building. The building is providing electricity for my car. Isn't this wonderful? That's, We're saving the planet. That's so. That's so sweet of that building. Then she goes, "Ah, uh, coal. Maybe it's natural gas. I'm hoping it is. Somebody tell me." It and is. then the last voice was with the power company there in Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> and he says it's coal. Ninety-five percent of where we get our electricity is from coal-fired plants. So, how, so how do you how do you defeat that argument? How how, how could she? Well, the only the the only response uh, I I think that she could make is, well, yeah, but the electric car is using electricity and it's not using any kind of fossil fuel. It's not using gasoline. However, it will use more coal because you have to use more coal to produce more electricity. Because these cars run on electricity, so I'm not sure if the, if it's if it's a wash, but I'm guessing it probably is. I've also heard the batteries in these electric cars are. Do they? How do you get rid of? How do you? What happens to those? The you batteries? mean when they're when they're when, when they're, they're when they're used when defunct? they're dead? Yeah, they're defunct. What they throw the car away? <laughs> well, it's not far <laughs> off. These, these batteries are very expensive. Car away. Hey, listen. Hey, roll the car out to the street, honey. The garbage truck's coming by this afternoon. Let, let, me, let me take the part of the liberal here for just a yeah. second, okay? Right. You're so good at I, it. I tell you listen, what. I, 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 you go ahead and do it. I've got my popcorn in hand, and I'm going to throw it at you if you say okay. something stupid. Let me, no, let me just say this. I have no problem with us advancing battery-powered vehicles, and, and they are getting very good. You, you won't believe this. But uh-huh. I, I'm looking to uh, get it. We had a couple of trees come down in one of our last storms. Yeah. So I, I had lent my gas-powered chainsaw a long time ago, and so I hadn't needed it. And I was looking. You can actually find highly rated battery-powered chainsaws yes. that will run in a small yeah. area like, like we have for a th- good 30 minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. so battery technology is improving. I have no problem with with doing that, with, with finding new and 
and clean ways to uh, produce energy. And it, I have a I have a uh, battery powered weed eater. Mm-hmm. I don't have to mix this and crank it, and so I have no problem with it. That's my that's my liberal spiel. Okay. However, I think we all know that 2030 to cut greenhouse gases in 50, by 50 percent is just not going to happen. And there's nothing wrong with clean coal energy. And there's nothing wrong with running your cars on automobile, uh, your automobiles with gasoline until we can find ways to have batteries if, if, if that is a cheaper and more efficient way of doing it. I have no problem but, with but that. But I don't buy the presupposition that fossil fuels are destroying the, are world. Destroying the planet. No, I, so I, 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 don't, exactly. I don't buy your premise. Not my not, premise. No, no yeah. not, yours, <laughs> not yours, but you understand what I'm yeah. saying. Right. I think that let's, can be refuted. Well, listen, yes. the, the bottom line in this, uh, electricity, as you say, is fine. Battery is, is fine. Yeah. <clears throat> but the electricity to charge the battery has to come from somewhere. Right. right. That was the point. Right. That's the point of and, this. And I think we all realize this really isn't about climate change. This is about global governance yes. and about changing the world into a more socialist, statist uh, world and it's and it's about controlling our lives mm-hmm. through the administrative state. You just I, got your O, yeah. bingo. Yeah, right there. That's exactly what's at yep. play here. That's what we're talking about. That's why it's sinister. Yes. And uh, Joe Biden is a globalist. Yep. And that's why he's going to try to uh, could, uh, oh, I should, run the economy. I can't prove that, and that that sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? To say a president would try to ruin the economy, but he's raising these uh, taxes and borrowing money at historic, unprecedented rates. Uh, right. Now that that all hasn't been accomplished yet. Yes. There's something called the Republican Senate <laughs> that can block a lot of it, and Joe Manchin mm-hmm. from West Virginia, and the Lady Senator from Kristen Arizona, her, she she stands in the way too. But what he's wanting to do, uh, he's wanting to raise the uh, uh, the state tax. Is it called the estate tax? Capital, capital gains. gains. No, capital gains. no, excuse me. Well, he wants to raise the state tax too, mm-hmm. but he's wanting to raise the capital gains tax mm-hmm. extraordinarily high. It's a forty-three percent. Forty-three percent. That's almost more, double of what it is today. Yeah, I think it's it may be more than double. Yeah. What what. What uh, the ultimate objective of people who believe like Biden and a, a lot of the Democrats, in my view, is to create a permanent class of people in America who are dependent on the federal government for their income. That's right. Guaranteed income. It's In essence, it's socialism slash communism. Mm-hmm. That's the model they want to move towards. Mm-hmm. Because they want to be able to control the masses. How do you control the masses? Well, because if you, either you do so-and-so, we're not sending you your federal check. Your federal federal government's not sending you your check, so you're going to have to do A, B, C, D, E. Right. That's where the, uh, quote, secular progressives want to ultimately end up. you got to get your vaccine. Yeah. Or you don't get your check. That's just one. That kind of thing. Yes, that's one example of what we're where these folks would, would like to go 
uh, with their programs, with their agenda. How about is, this? You got you got to send your kids to a public school. Uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not saying that 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 no, those are the will kind, happen, but that's it's the another kind of thing, kind of thing yeah. that they would tell you you have to do. So that's what I'm saying. They want to control the masses of American citizens. It's contrary to uh, America's history, our freedom, liberty, uh, self-governance. Uh, you know, decentralization of, of government power. Uh, that's why the Democrats want to do away with, want to control uh, the presidential election with a federal law. Mm-hmm. They don't want to allow the states to, as they're constitutionally mandated, these people can't stand the United States Constitution. They, they really can't. They, they won't necessarily tell you that outright. This is why Biden said the other day, no constitutional amendment is absolute. You remember him saying that? Right. He said that about the Second Amendment. That's how they feel about all the Constitution. That doesn't, it's a breathing, living document to them. And so that's what's really, if you, if you pull back the curtain, and by the way, the Democrats are pulling back the curtain pretty well themselves yes, now. Yes, they, they are. Huh, they're, not, they're not hiding Showing anymore. their true colors. Uh, to your point, the uh, Biden administration. And it was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Announcing today. <laughs> That they're expanding the summer food program to 34 million more school children. There you go. Federal government is going to feed another 34 million all summer long. Going to keep this program going. All summer? All summer. Okay. Going to live off the government. There's another example. (laughs) And also, it takes a informed, educated people (laughs) to resist the free handouts. Yes. Right. Because what the Democrats are going to say is, look, we have compassion. We don't want children to starve. Thus, we want to put these 30 million people on the government program for the summer. The mean Republicans who only care about rich people, they want to see children starve. Right. Now, what, hey, now who's going to vote for who? Yes. If it's framed like that. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break right here. Fred, thank you. You're you guys, welcome. by the way, welcome back from vacation. Oh, well. <laughs> We have a lot of pent-up wisdom we had to release on humanity. We'll be back with Steve Jordahl joining us momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.